Now is your time to flex. What up, everybody, and welcome back to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. This podcast is being brought to you by Fledgeology, the motivational speaking and life coaching company that is committed to exposing you to the potential of your dreams by getting you to embrace your fears so that you can get out of your comfort zone and on to living an extraordinary purpose-driven life. Of course, as always, I'm your host, B. Jones, the moderator, and today I am joined by a few of the team, not everybody like last week, but we got T.I., the intern. What's happening? What's going on, y'all? We got Mike D. in the background. What's going on? What it do, families? Mr. Positivity, Faison, the CMO. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome. And the prolific one himself, Carol Codayo. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Don't stop. Rock with it. What's that? Like your old school hip hop of the day? Like <laughs> Man, that is the the Hall of Famer to be. Luther Campbell, Uncle Luke. Oh yeah, man! Shout out Uncle Luke, huh? He's going to Hall of Fame. Uh, nah, I just made that up. <laughs> but oh, <I'm> sure. <laughs> Miami, okay, three oh five. I'm sure. I'm sure one day it can happen. He might be in the the city, the That's city's true. Hall of Fame for all the good work he do around the city. But as far as music is concerned, I don't know. Kind of questionable. That well, guy. he did a lot of music. He did a lot of music. He was you known the first one to get truly try to get banned, and you know <laughs> he really brung in the, uh, the advisory label was because of him. So he yeah. did a lot of music. He he's definitely a pioneer. Yeah, he absolutely changed the music industry. Like his his court mm-hmm. case. I don't know if you all know, but he actually went to the Supreme Court for the censorship of their music and won the case. Really? So mm-hmm. oh, I remember yeah. that. Band in the USA. Yeah, I can't say any more. Mm-hmm. Pay for it, but that's all I can say. You're a pioneer when they when they got to change the rules for you. Yep. Easy, easy. I had no idea Uncle Luke was doing it like that. But anyway, man. Mm-hmm. So it's been about a week since we recorded, man, and it's been a lot going on in the world. You know, you had the Oscars. Um, I didn't watch the Oscars. Did any of y'all catch it? Oh man, watch it live. It was so it was horrendous. That last five seconds. <laughs> see the faces on the guys you know so so let's i i watched it and i was watching it you know we, me and carol were together we were, we were talking and carol had to walk away for a little bit but i decided to just keep watching and see the last you know the biggest award night because see what happens so i watched it happen i watched um you know faye stumble over the words and everyone's blaming dick tracy i'm gonna call him dick tracy because that's who i remember him as Warren baby but, Warren Beatty. Yes, but yeah, but Dick Tracy, I remember him as in yellow suit. So um, he looked at it like, no, this isn't something not right. And Faye, you know, just like, whatever, wow, man. And she stood out there and he's like, like, okay. But then a couple seconds later, if you look at it, you can see all the guys in like the suits with headsets on running around like crazy people. And I was looking like, yo, is something, something wrong? Is something happening? And uh, then you see like the face. Some people were just shocked and appalled that they were up there boasting and bragging and cheering and high-fiving and crying turned into like immediate shock and like stomach dropping. And it was just crazy to see it live. You had to see it live. So I almost wonder if, because the Oscar ratings have been dropping year after year. So I almost wonder what were the ratings for Miss Universe this year after Steve Harvey had messed up last year and everybody mm. was going to have him hosting again. So in order to drive ratings for next year, 
they have this fiasco at the end and is driving all this hoopla with all these people. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens with Oscar ratings next year because of what happened at the end this year. Yeah, man, I heard that they did a whole lot around like similar stuff. So like maybe that was something that they planned, but nobody else knew. So the producers was like, all right, we're going to throw this in here just to, you know, like you say, maybe boost the ratings. But then they also had a random, I heard they had like a random tour bus group or something just show up at the Oscars. Mm. uh, That was funny. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So, hey, I don't know. We'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting and I, I think who who is it that handles the voting the price waterhouse uh yeah, what, whatever, so. mm-hmm. yeah what, whatever firm handles uh the ballots and the winners and everything they were under investigation so you know it's a whole lot of stuff that all of a sudden has died down it's only seven days later and you don't hear anything about it so this is a hypothetical situation uh this is something crazy i saw because i don't watch tv so i don't get a lot of my news um, you know, from television. So an article or something came across my phone and it was talking about Oprah for president in 2020. Anybody else see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the little, uh, the little clip where she was like, um, she was talking and um, I think, well, you know, before I thought I had to have some kind of, you know, government experience and so-and-so. And now I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so all she kept saying was, oh. So her slogan might be, you know, maybe, oh, <laughs> oh, twenty twenty, right? I thought that was crazy, but it's, it's like you know, with Donald Trump being the president now, him just opening, you know, that door. What if we actually do get another celebrity president? Because we already heard from Kanye talking about he's going to be out there. You got the Mark Wahlbergs of the world, and then Oprah, who is actually very influential, you know, in. Uh, I guess she was influential in Barack Obama's political run. She does a whole lot in the community as well as abroad. So what if she was actually the next president? It, it will be funny. Uh, the other name you got to throw in there is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I have heard. Uh, <laughs> so listen, man, I, I think we've been programming people for this type of thing forever. Uh, if you look at how many times Morgan Freeman has been the president, <laughs> or, or Morgan Freeman's the God. Uh, if, if you look at all the reality TV shows, it's, it's only a matter of time. You know, it, make hey, Morgan Freeman the president. Then. That's what I think. Make make Morgan Freeman or or the dude from the Allstate commercials. But yeah, him a Jack Bauer. Get Jack Bauer. Let's get over here. Yeah, just get Jack Power. I bet, I bet you we never go to war. Ain't that a dude from Twitter? Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Keith or, is that Keith or Sutherland? Which one is that? Yeah. Keith, so, yeah. yeah, that's right. Keefer, Keefer, one of those. Keith or Sutherland, yeah. Got you, got you. Long, from the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. No. From the Lost Boys. The rap group? Every, I, no, are you serious? I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Oh, oh, oh! The host no, of the man. most. We gotta get you out. You consistently yeah. so what, what, show your age every time you talk. Hey, man, it is what it is. You <laughs> <laughs> said you show your age every time you talk. What are, what are we talking about? The Lost Boys. What are we talking about? The, the Lost Boys was a yeah. movie. Uh, it was actually one of the first vampire. One of the first pop culture vampire movies. Jay, you and he was, like he was he, he was he was the lead antagonist. Say that uh, 
that he don't know what we're talking about either. Easy. See, that's why we brought Jay on to the team, man, because, you know, you're surrounded by all this wisdom and everything. Sometimes I feel like they try to gang up on me. So now it's somebody else who knows, who has no idea what y'all are talking about, showing your age. We're about to have to give, we're about to have to give you guys a movie list of things to watch. <laughs> we got homework now. Yeah. Easy, man. <laughs> you know, last week we were on the show and we broke down I'm the One as our theme for 2017 and you know this week well last week mike he said something in the podcast and i think it kind of got glossed over you know really quickly because we were so into the conversation and we talked about you know all of the things centered around i'm the one but he said something that i thought was was very very uh important when he said listen to your life and that's really what i want to get into today because it's something so simple but i think there are a array of different ways that we kind of overlook, you know, listening to your life and even going back to uh, going back to the Oscars because, you know, Viola Davis. Um, congratulations to her. She did an amazing job. She's an amazing actress. Um, I don't think there is an actress out that can cry like she does. If y'all saw Fences and, you know, that scene that, that she had with Denzel when he, they first found out, you know, about the baby and everything, like, it was crazy you know, the amount of emotion. It's like, where do you pull that sort of emotion and talent from? But congratulations to her for winning the best actress. But uh, she. So I haven't I haven't seen Fences yet, but it's not just Fences. I've seen other movies that she's been in where she's able to command that crying emotion. And and man, I mean, she gets into the ugly cry real easy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was bad. That's the cry. <laughs> It was bad. It's like, terrible. I mean, to, you know, like that, that two year old. Snot bubbles. Yes. Everything. It was crazy. Like, where oh, do you get this, this amount of emotion from? That just shows you how, how good she is at her craft. But, um, you know, being just. Being but not great. only that. It shows you the things that she's gone through in her life without her mm-hmm. actually telling you what she's been through in her life, because you have to be able to channel personal experience to get to that point right and that was one of the things that i was going to try to i was tying into the listen to your life because she's listening or channeling all of those emotions to to let it come out on screen you know yeah absolutely and and you know there are there are actors or actresses that have to there there's two different formats uh I know one is method acting and then I can't remember the name of the other one, but one is where you have to go immerse yourself into people that embody those type of characteristics. Right. And then there's another one where you are able to channel what you have within to bring that character to life and you don't have to go, you know, immerse yourself into that. So for instance, uh, there are actors that have had to play drug dealers that they've actually went and hang out with addict, hung out with addicts yeah. in order to learn the characteristics, you know, the the, the movements, the emotions. Uh, but with Viola Davis, it's very clear that, hey, you've come through some things in your life and you're able to put that into these characters that you're portraying. And man, I mean, just talk about a skill set and, and, and you're able to listen to your life. You've learned from your life. And now you can actually review and recap 
and use those things to to be great right so like that's that's what i wanted to uh focus on that listening to your life and then channeling what you're hearing what's coming in to actually go and be great or be successful to make that leap because you know when you listen to your life life ultimately is an array of choices right and everything that life is going to throw at you is going to be based upon the choices you make so like just like we said i'm the one you're the one making those choices every day in life so when you know you decide to do you know to to you know not listen to your partner you know in your relationship or whatever that begets so many other things down the road uh, I, uh yeah but what i want to do is you're talking about listening to your partner but i think some people aren't listening to themselves you aren't even listening to your own life to the to the things that your inner voice is telling you yeah. and i think part of the problem is right now is that there are so many external influences before social media you know you always had the voice of your parents your friends your peers your boss whoever that's always affecting you being able to listen to what your life is telling you uh and then now with with the you know the prominence of social media and facebook and instagram and snapchat and all these things you have more things that are even putting more influence on that eternal voice and that are affecting what it is that you're doing with your life agreed yeah so the, the, the thought process that i've always done is that little voice is in make-believe i mean it's your inner self telling you what's right what's wrong everybody has it it affects your gut the only person that can hear it is you. Uh, I've always talked to like kids that I work with, the people that I've just had conversations with. Like you listen to it because ultimately it's going to lead you right. It's almost like as if God is talking to you in your head, and if you ignore it, you got repercussions. But you kind of feel that as it's coming about. Um, and then the second part of that that I've always thought of is like almost like life is kind of like Mario Brothers. So, like you go through the game, you would just jump, and it would be like seem like nothing would be in the air, and all of a sudden. It's like this imaginary box and you just start hitting it you start getting points you kind of go through your thing but everything along the path that you go you may not know where the treasures are you may not know what things are supposed to steer you in a positive direction giving you light but if you really focus if you stay quiet in the midst of something that you're not prepared to receive that information you will get your gems you will get your jewels you will get those things that are guiding you to where you're supposed to go. Uh, and it's not deja vu, it's just something completely different. You and your mind are thinking about something to move forward. You go to the grocery store, you have a conversation with a person and in their comments, they give you that inner voice or that inner thought or something that they're speaking to you about. It's like, you know what, thank you for that. You had no idea what I was going through, but I appreciate your comments. Uh, and those are things that happen to let you know you're going on the right path, you're going in the right direction. You know, I think that's that's great that you use the Mario Brothers analogy. And um, I want to go a little deeper into that because just as much as, as you, you find things on your own, you, you mm -hmm. become better when, you know, those people who've done it before show you the way and it makes it yep. easier for you. 
So you can struggle for so much time trying to get past a certain level. And this level could be, you know, anything in life. But when someone shows you, oh, you, you got to, you know, run from here and, you know, press B a little, a little earlier, and you get over that yeah. hump. You're like, wow, that was that made it much easier. Sometimes yeah. the inner voice is just from someone else helping you on the way and being mentored or being, you know, being directed and following like, or listening to what's being told to you so you can hear it instead mm-hmm. of just making your own path without, you know, mm-hmm. supporting. Yeah. So I can't believe that y'all are going to make me jump into this Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's a great analogy, man. I love Mario Brothers. <laughs> and y'all, and y'all, you guys have now messed up a lot of people's life soundtrack because people are going to be walking outside after they listen to this and all they're going to hear is do, 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 do. all they're going to hear is a little song, right? But but let's take it a little bit deeper. Right? So in, in, in the spirit of I'm the one, here's the thing. So when you look at Mario or Luigi or whoever you were using as your character to go through the game, the majority of the game did not involve the direction of other people. There were certain benchmarks once you reached the end of a level where you had a check-in with somebody that was giving you some advice on the next level, right? So predominantly, their own intuition is what led them through the majority of the game. And then you just had supplemental guidance from other people. But your predominant uh, uh, voice was, hey, I need to save the princess. These are the things that I'm going to do. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get it done. So it was that internal driving voice, desire, their their moral compass that was leading them to do that. Because I can tell you, me personally, um, if, if I was in the kingdom with a princess, um, there's a whole lot more people that I'd be like, hey, why I got to go save her or why I got to go by myself. <laughs> the, the whole kingdom is in jeopardy. So, <laughs> you know, but uh, don't get me wrong. I get it. You know, he, he, they loved her or whatever, hey man, you know, I, so I completely another way. I'm like, why do I need this princess? What about all of the other princesses in, in Mario land or something? Like, I don't understand. She can't be that important, but you know what? But that's good, Brett, because guess what? So going back to, the internet and Facebook and social media. That's part of what has people confused at this point because you re- you think you have all these options, right? So why should I go after this one thing when I have all these other possibilities that I could do, right? And one of the things that stands out to me is that you see people and no no jabs at anybody on this call or, or, or this, this podcast, but you see people saying all the time, go out and be great, right? without any further direction what are you going out and being great at am i am i going out and being great at driving am i going out and being great at breathing what am i going out and being great at and that's the thing where it comes back to i'm the one because you have to look at yourself internally and figure out what is that thing that you're going to be great at you're not going to be great at everything there are certain gifts that you have that give you a unique advantage to being great in this uh, one and i'll even say two particular things there's some other things that you might just do better than average so if you really want to get to that life feel like your life is being validated by yourself not other people and that your life is you're living your ultimate purpose find those one or two things that you are going to be great at that there's probably maybe four other people that you'll ever come into contact with that might be able to do it at the level that you're doing. 
Yeah, man. And we're going to talk about that validation piece a little bit also. Um, but I have a question. What about the person whose external experiences shape so much of what they are listening to on the inter- on the inside? So, you know, they get, you know, they, whether it's their environment, the people that they're around, that's what's shaping what they're listening to. And they it might be a small spark on the inside that is telling them or saying, Hey, this might not, this isn't really what I want to do, but they have so much on the outside that is like pressure or drive or push in the opposite direction of, of what their life may be trying to tell them to go into. I think that, um, and that's what I wanted to, to touch on actually, because I think that when you, a lot of people don't listen to that voice because they don't know who they are and they don't know if it's their voice or if it's another person's voice that they, they heard from the past or they don't know if it's their dad's or their sister's voice, something like that. So I think when you take the time to reflect on who you are as an individual and get to know self, because so many times we start off as who we are, but as we go through life, uh, I think I heard it explained one way that, you know, different things get piled on top of ourselves and we have to take the time to remove those different things and get back to our true selves. And when we do that, it'll be a lot easier to actually listen to uh, that, that still voice within and know that it's coming from you as opposed to who else, whoever else it may be coming from. That's a great point, Jay. And one of the things I think prevents people from getting to know themselves is people don't like quiet time. You know, a lot of people encourage things like, you know, you always hear people talk about meditation and finding that time where there's no noise around you, there's nothing else going on where it's just you. And that's your opportunity to calibrate with that inner voice. And I think that's why people that do practice meditation um, do find great levels of, of success. I'd venture to say greater levels of success than those of us that don't take that time to just isolate yourself with that inner voice. It really gets you, give you a chance to focus. And I, I know for me, meditation is always something that, that I've said Hey, I want to start practicing. I want to do. I always say I'm going to get up early in the morning, you know, just go in my office and, and light a candle and just sit there, you know, quiet. And it doesn't have to be for, you know, an hour, you know, take five minutes, 10 minutes of, you know, just just listening to your breathing. That's one of the techniques that they use is listening to your breathing. Um, and, and hopefully that inner voice becomes a lot clearer. But to be honest, I think there are a lot of people that are scared of that internal voice because that internal voice is holding you to a level of accountability and has it you already it's already on the inside so it's not something that you know like other people you have to let it in it's already on the inside so whatever that inner voice is telling you is hitting you so much to heart that some people don't even want to deal with it and that's why you hear people that say oh i always have to have background noise i have i have to have something going on even when I go to sleep at night, I got to turn the TV on because I, t- I can't deal with the silence. And it's like, hey, there's a fear of something there. And if there's anybody out there that's in that boat, I challenge you to f- figure out what that fear is. What What is it that scares you about silence? Is it getting to know who you are? Is it is it you that you're scared of? What, what's going on? Right, man. Uh, it was a couple of things, man. You you hit a lot of nails right on the head, or points that I was going to point uh, point out. So it's really it all goes back to self reflection. You know, when we're talking about I'm the one, and even listening to yourself, you have to take that time, and we talk about that all the time. But the embracing that fear portion is also very critical. 
like you said if you're scared or if people are scared to to get to know themselves like getting to know yourself is the foundation of almost anything you will do in life especially when it comes to forming meaningful relationships so that time where you have to listen to yourself breathe or listen to yourself think that is that time is what's going to help drown out some of that external external noise or pressure and you know i know at times we all feel like or i know i feel like you know i'm my own worst critic but that that's not such a bad thing you know when you're telling yourself or you know that you aren't living up to your potential or you know that you didn't complete a project um to its, its best uh, to your best ability knowing that should be the motivating factor to do better in the future and a lot of people i feel like instead of listening to that voice they they just fake it you know because the outside world you can get a lot of congratulations you can get a lot of support from the outside world just based on what you portray and if you portray the demeanor of yeah i'm successful whether it's on social media or in real life if you walk through life with your head high and a smile on your face and everything and you give to the outside world what is exceptional work but to you your own self know that it's mediocre at best that's what they're going to you know have to go off of so don't let that external pressure whether it be positive or negative kind of guide you you know listen to your light on the inside but that that gets back to Carol's point about we were talking about last podcast about fake it till you make it and some people get to a point where you faked it for so long you forgot who you are and then now when you're having those internal conversations in that silent moment it's a conflict and you're having a conflict with yourself and it's scary because you internally it's like you know you're not supposed to be going this way with your life you know you're not supposed to be doing these things even like we talked about with new year's resolution like in january like i said everybody in the gym and then eventually you get quiet it's like look man you can't keep going to the gym you're gonna keep piling these cupcakes so people at some point in time they can't give up the cupcake and it causes them for the rest of the year to have turmoil to where once it gets to the end of the year they go back to the same thing like you know what I'm going to change next year. It's not about that. It's about being silent. It's a lot of things that happen in the quiet. Um, And sometimes it's just scary for people. It's scary. And and you almost got to wonder, like, there was a different type of creative energy. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of creative stuff that goes on now, especially with technology. But before there was technology, there was still a lot of things that were being invented and created. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of things that are happening now are just improvements on what was thought of in the past right and you almost have to wonder like because tv went off at a certain hour and the (laughs) went off at a certain time and people didn't really have uh phone access and whatnot did that give them the time to think of these things and to come up with all these great ideas and is that what's kind of holding us back from making that next advancement is that why we don't have flying cars you know what i mean is that why we don't have you know three little things that look like green peas and the jetsons and that's your whole meal you know is that why we haven't reached that point yet because we don't have enough time to actually just sit there and get in tune with all all these things that are inside of us and find a way to let them out 
I agree. I had a trainer one time on the uh, the trainer said that the aha moment happens when you get quiet. Yeah. And for people not to get quiet, it means there's no aha moment. You're constantly in stimulation and something else is just driving your thoughts. Uh, you got to get to a point where you got to let it come to you. And it's hard for people to step back because just like we said, like we're in a right now world. So people think, all right, I got to come up with the decision right now instead of, you know, like we were talking about earlier with our grandparents. Like my grandmother will always say, let me sleep on it. And I'm like, what? Like, we me? Like, what are you? I, what? And it would freak me out. And then she would just walk away. She wouldn't say anything for her. And the next day she would come back and it would be a different conversation. She had thought through it. She had thought through the pros and cons. She would ask a whole series of questions. She was calmer. She felt more comfortable about the situation. Um, and that's kind of where, as a society, we've lost. Even my kids, like, it gets to a point where I'm like, you know what? Everybody get off the technology. Give me your phone just so you can learn how to interact around people because you don't talk to people and have conversations anymore. Everything is, I'm going to send you a text message when I want you to pick me up instead of picking up the phone and calling and saying, hey, daddy, I'm ready. So you kind of, I agree with you, Carol. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's funny that you talk about your grandmother saying, let me sleep on it. And I'm sure one of the things that she was doing before she slept on it was she was probably praying about it. And I can tell you um, one time, this is years ago, I had posted on my Facebook uh, where I said, hey, what if you praying is not actually God? doing whatever it is you're asking but it's actually you affirming what it is that you want and you have now aligned your internal resources and your internal energy to go and get what it is that you want um so i i know some people um talk about what what's what's the concept the the secret and what was what's that whole concept that they talk about law of attraction the law of attraction right so it's almost like a law of attraction type sequence right so in me saying that it's like hey you're actually affirming what you want and that aligned you because in my opinion the creator gave you everything that you needed to manifest the things that you want right so kneeling down to pray to me is really your affirmation of what it is that you want and most people don't pray in in you know you're not praying listening to jeezy or listening to future you know it's quiet you're normally silence and you get in contact with that internal voice. Now, unfortunately, that person came back at me and said, oh, I had an elder person come at me and say, in reference to that post, oh, you should never question God. And my thing was, is that, hey, you're misguided and you're misunderstanding. I'm not questioning God. I'm questioning whether you understand your relationship with God and more so do you understand your internal being and the power that you have within yourself. That person unfriended me right away, right? And that goes back to the external influences because that person probably had just heard, oh, if you want something, you got to pray to God and ask God for it. Right. 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 When you probably have what it takes to go out there and get it. And uh, I think somebody posted something this week in our in our, in our group uh, about uh, uh, Oprah link. And I think in the end of that interview, Oprah says, hey, it's there for you to have. God is just waiting for you to take action on going to get it. Exactly. It's already there for you. Exactly. That's what you get. It is. You know, us being human and having that free will. 
you know, you, you have the opportunity to make a plethora of different decisions as you, you know, walk through life, whether you're following the footsteps of your creator or the universal God, or you decide to stray off of the track. At the end of the day, you know, you you decide where you're going to go. You know, it may have been laid out for you, the creator or the universal God or however you look at it may have may know already or may see the different scenarios, but you ultimately have to live your life. Right. And and look, I don't want to turn off any listeners out there that, you know, maybe hey, maybe you're an atheist or you don't have that much faith in God. Understand what it is that we just said. You don't have to go to church every Sunday. You don't have to read the Bible every day in order to get the things that you want and to be the person that you are. I strongly encourage you. Hey, if that's what you do, then that's fine, because that's what your internal mechanism is driving you towards. But understand that you have what it is you need to be your best self and to bring out who you are. Again, you you are mm-hmm. the one, so you are responsible for your life and what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You got everything from birth. You just got to make sure that you focus on it and that you build on it. There's nothing that you need that you don't have. It's just the wants that get you kind of thrown all crazy. Because you're like, I want this, I want that, I want this, and that's not what you're supposed to have. And you get caught in a rut. You start trying to go after things that aren't for you. It's just for what you believe society is telling you that you're supposed to have. And you get way off track, way off track. Right. And to go back to what Faison was saying earlier, and maybe he was going to jump in and say this now. um, We're not telling you that at some point you won't need the help of someone else or you won't need the guidance of someone else. But that should be a supplement to what it is you're trying to do. That should be a supplement to the choices that you make. That shouldn't be the driving factor and the main reason why you choose to do what you do because of what somebody else said or how somebody else guided you. Uh-huh. Yep, you, you got it right, right on the head, Kay. Um, you know, the funny thing that makes me uh, kind of laugh is that, you know, I, I have a revolving jukebox in my head that just plays music. And sometimes, um, you know, I, I don't know why these songs pop in, but I was happily listening to, um, in my head, of course, listening to, to Tupac's Dear Mama. And um, mm-hmm. he you know, he said in that song, um, I thought we had a rough, we always had enough. And that's something you think about that, you know, when Mike said that the once, you always want more and more, but when you look back at what you actually had and how things were, you actually had enough. Um, but you mm-hmm. decided to diverge off that path. And if you just stay where you were mentally, get stronger but the wants and the needs you know you see things outside people want this and the, the, the joneses always want to do more but if you just stay with yourself and you focus on what you need to do for you you be successful way beyond where you are because you stay true to yourself so it's just yeah. it's just some of those small things that kick in but you never know why your head plays music plays these things and tells you stuff but going back to your subconscious it tells you things and you gotta listen you listen to it or not but you, you know you pull that information in and you can either discard it or you can roll with it and it just hit me back right now like it literally just all came back to a full flash it was like wow this is happening like four days ago in my head right so and you get the you get the needs you don't get the wants like the wants kind of come along with it but you get the needs when you're supposed to have them um, regardless if you are moving forward, you, that's the part where you really got to stay quiet. So if you don't need it at that time, it's not coming because you don't need it. So 
So mm-hmm. why would I give you something that you don't need at the inappropriate time? That's what you got to be able to listen to. And that's what you got to be calm about. People get excited because, you know, I want this car. I want that. For what? You got a car. You're getting back and forth to work. What difference does it make? Focus on something else. Um, and you can see people that are more comfortable. I always say, like, you're comfortable in your own skin because you understand your needs are basic needs. It's love. It's family. It's shelter. It's food. It's not a Range Rover. It's not mm. an island vacation. Um, it's not a million dollar job because you may not need a million dollars that you need to do in your life. You may need 30000 to take the job and keep moving because it allows you peace of mind to spend time with your kids, to spend time with your family. You never know what circumstances may change in your life that will allow you to go to a particular place. So I think about a lady that I met and she lost her job and a month later her mom got sick so she was able to take care of her mom because she had lost her job but at the time when she lost her job she was freaking out and she mm-hmm. had no idea that a month later your mom's sick and you're gonna need to be there and if you hadn't been there with your mom you would have got fired anyway so keep moving there you go so I want to switch directions a little bit, man. Um, I don't want to beat up on the the person that may be in a more difficult position in life. You know, we, we've been talking a lot about people who may need that motivation to, you know, get to a higher place, starting from a lower one. Um, so I want to talk about the more successful person or some, the hardworking driven person, because in listening, going back to Viola Davis and uh, her, her Oscar award winning speech, she um, I guess after the show. She hit on something that resonated with me and I didn't even realize that I have struggled with this in the past, um, but it's just been so minute. I never gave it the the time of day or the attention, Um, something called imposter syndrome. And, you know, when they explain it, they talk about imposter syndrome being, you know, it it uh, it affects, you know, the more ambitious person or the more successful person in a way that they don't give themselves the credit for the accomplishments that they have had. So that internal voice is telling them that, oh my God, I'm really not this great, or they're gonna find out that I am not as good as I kind of seem to be on, on the outside. So I wanna talk about that a little bit because, you know, with, with me, and I, I, like I said, I didn't realize it until after they talked about it in the, uh, the post-award interview. When I would run, when I was running track in high school and a little bit in college as well, there was always uh, a short time frame in between when the gun went off and like right after I finished warming up, because when I'm warming up, like I'm listening to my hype music, I got my headphones on, you know, and I've seen great levels of success. Like I've seen championships. I've beat, I've competed with some of the best. I've beat people. I've lost to some people, but it's like a, like a, I don't know, maybe like a 30 second or a, like a 10 minute time interval. I'm sorry. Between that, where I'm like, dang, you know, can I actually get with this person on the line, you know, right before that gun goes off? And I kind of like almost almost cut my head off or actually cut my feet off before the gun goes off. Just telling myself that. Mm-hmm. But in yeah. the end, I, I kind of just come out of it 
And I'm like, I, I look at my accomplishments. My coaches are kind of in my in the back of my mind, and they're telling me like, yes, you can do this. You've done it before. Why do you, why are you feeling this apprehension now? And I think that might just be a natural feeling, but we may not necessarily see it so much in the beginning. But knowing it and understanding it, I feel is the first step of overcoming it. So when you do feel it, you can be like, oh no, I'm good. I'm actually here for a reason. The, the, the crazy thing thinking about it and, and and you guys will get to know me as you're listening to this podcast and listening to me over the years to come I, I i love entertainment i love movies love music but when you said that brad about the about you getting online i i just literally visualized and focused on you just breathing the gun going off and all you heard was your breath and, and the steps of your feet you couldn't hear anything else around you but what made you say i I can do this. It's because you heard doom, 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 and your your heart and your breathing going, and that's what you heard into the end of the race. And once the race is over, you then now can hear and see everything around you, um, and that focus made you say, "I can beat them." Or you, if, you, if you looked around them and you saw you heard sounds, then you fell behind that person because now you're focusing on their sound versus your sound. Um, so I ran, I ran track, ran a four by four. I know exactly what that mindset is, but you you focus on you. And you did, wow, I'm really far ahead. Or you focus on someone else and you're trying to play catch up the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was just great that, that you said that. And that just made me think about the actual visual concept of you running on the track. Yeah, man. It was yeah. Cool and- I, I heard Viola talk about it and her still feeling like feeling that to this day. And she just won, you know, the highest honor, I believe, as an actress. Mm-hmm. But to hear somebody on that level kind of still say that they have struggled with this or continue to struggle with it today it makes it that much realer so for us quote-unquote regular people you know that that feeling that apprehension it's normal but as you said what i did was i went back inside so like i i looked for my own you know motivation and i started you know feeling my my own self and when that gun went off you know it was like it snap out of it and you're right that first eight steps about that first hurdle boom next three steps boom and then it's tunnel vision after that i'm off to the races mm-hmm. uh-huh. and yeah. you know it was funny that you mentioned tunnel vision because we've referenced uh tunnel vision in last season's uh podcast um and some people look at that as a negative but when you get so focused on what it is that you are doing and what it is that you're trying to perform in, that is exactly what happens. And it's not just on the track. So I ran a little bit of track, too. I know exactly what you guys are talking about. But I can tell you that every time I get up to speak. Yeah, there is a part where it's just like, OK, am I going to deliver today? Am I going to impact the audience the way that I would like to? And you get that on the stage. And then there are times where. I've done my thing. I get off the stage and I have to ask you guys, hey, how did that go? Because I have no idea. (laughs) Because I get anything from the audience or whatever the case may be. Well, no, the the audience might be giving me feedback, but guess what? I have blacked out the audience. Yeah. I walk in there and there's there's 150 people, there's 200 people. But once I start going, I'm just doing my thing. And that's it. You're not even there anymore. And what's funny about it is that when you go back and look at video, you will see where I actually made eye contact with somebody or I fed off of somebody's energy, but I don't really know it. Yeah, you're so yeah. and, and 
because I'm yeah. so in the moment. Yeah. And the reason why I do that is because I can't risk that I've got all this great positive energy going and I make contact with you and your energy is not on that same wavelength and now you change the way I'm delivering mm -hmm. my message. Yeah. 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 So again, it's one, those, yep, it's one of those things where you have to block out the external noise to really get in groove with who you are. I, you know, again, I am the one. We're going to continue to say that because you are the one and there is something that you need to deliver. And the only way that you're going to get in contact with that, and that's kind of where this podcast is going, is you need to spend that quiet time with yourself to really understand who you are. Right, man. You got to self-manage. Um, you know, this whole podcast has been dedicated toward you looking inside, you know, you know, listen to yourself, but you have to self-manage. You have to tell yourself, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can go be great. Yes, I am the one and start doing what it takes to realize that. So whether it's, you know, five minutes a day, you sit there and listen to yourself breathe, as Carol stated finding what your meditation points will be or just getting that quiet time to reflect so that you can filter the noise get that inside voice to be much louder than those external experiences that are guiding and pointing you in directions that you may not necessarily want to go in uh -huh. jay yep. you've been real quiet today man <laughs> No, I feel like we in class and we've been up here, you know what I'm saying, dropping bombs and Jay's like, No, going back to the imposter syndrome. His eyes would get big and be like, Yeah, man, y'all actually know what y'all talking about. I think I did, man. Imposter syndrome, I think, like on the video, it said it's a form of humbling yourself. And like, that's what people they need to humble themselves because. They don't want to get too big headed. Um, and I think that that's great. You definitely want to humble yourself, but you have to understand if you are you humbling yourself or are you putting yourself down? Are you not allowing yourself to shine brightly because you're afraid of, oh, I don't want people to think that I'm arrogant. I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm I feel like I'm bigger than I am. And that could be, I mean, like it, it's a good skill to do to humble yourself, but it's, it could be detrimental to your success because if you don't allow yourself to shine brightly, how can others appreciate your shine? How can others uh, uh, help you to shine if you don't? If you, because it, it seems like you don't necessarily believe in yourself. So if people aren't allowed, or you don't allow yourself to believe in you, you can't encourage other people to believe in you as well. So you have to know within yourself that I, I am great, I am phenomenal, but at the same time know that it was a gift. You know what I mean? Like I didn't just produce this myself; it was a gift given and appreciated as that, and then and move forward in that sense. There's a certain level of bravado, confidence. Some people call it uh, cockiness, uh, arrogance. But once you have reached to a point where you've mastered your craft, it is almost impossible to not give that off. And there's really not that there's something wrong with that. But that just tells you how many other people that are out there that have not reached that mastery level, who they are and what it is that they're trying to do. So now they have to kind of tell you, oh, you're arrogant or you're cocky because just just your action and your delivery or, or, or you producing what it is that you do makes them feel insecure. So, again, we get back to another reason as to why you're going to have to block out 
the external voices sometimes because it's going to keep you from reaching that mountaintop, that glory, um, that that state of mastery. Man, I'm a, I'm yeah, a, a lot of people. And then I'm going to throw it to Jay and I'm going to throw it to Mike and then I'm going to let Carol close the show. But I like that y'all use that word arrogance, man. I have a quote. It was it was given to me in high school and, you know, I've lived with it since. But arrogance is a term used by those who cannot discern themselves with the confidence, the immense confidence of a man who knows he has no limits. Like Carol mentioned, when you reach a certain level, it is impossible not to walk around knowing that you can do what you know you can do. So that arrogance, that confidence, you know, not to be conceited or a quote unquote cocky. It's just, you know, you are capable of what you know you're capable of and no one can take that from you. So get to that point so that you can get that arrogance in life. So I'm gonna go to Jay, then Mike, and then Carol, you got it. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to my dad one time and he was telling me like arrogance is not necessarily a negative thing. I mean, it's it's been given that negative rep, but it's, it's not necessarily a negative thing. Like it's arrogant to think that you can get behind a 2000 pound vehicle and drive, you know what I mean? Drive it around and not hurt anybody and get to that place that you're trying to get to safely. It's, it's arrogant to even uh, believe that you can uh, make a pot of coffee. You know what I mean? Cause at one point you didn't necessarily have to, you, you didn't necessarily have the capability of doing that. So you get to a point and you do it so naturally now it, it's it's like autopilot you know you arrogantly believe that I, I i know i can do this and that's going back to what carol said when you reach a place where you know that you know that you know that you can do this there's there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with knowing that it's when you put other people down around you maybe because they can't they haven't reached that level obviously that's negative but when you know that you know that you're good enough to do it then it, that's perfectly fine and i think that we should embrace that rather than reject or run from it mm, yeah i always think about that in terms of respect like the arrogance is you don't have the respect for others and you don't have the respect for the process that it took you to get to it because you think it was all you um and nobody else helped you even to the point where it's like not your inner self like you didn't have to work for it but when you're confident about your abilities and you have the respect that these are things that i put the work in in order to do so therefore i can teach you how to do it and i can get you to a place and there's a different tone in your comments there's a different tone in your instruction because you need to respect the way that you go about to get it so i'm gonna show you the steps in order to get here it's not all right well i got this and i, I mean you become braggadocious and you start you know getting to a certain level to where you really don't appreciate the mindset of others you don't appreciate the hard work that you had to put in like you just woke up in the morning and now all of a sudden you can make 50 out of 50 half course. It ain't like that. Like you gotta go through a process. So the arrogance and confidence are the exact same thing. It's the way that the individual portrays it in terms of the perception that is perceived by everybody else. I don't think we can talk about Viola without talking about Denzel. And recently Denzel was in an interview and he was talking about the price of too much information. And we don't really understand what that is. So he was really talking about cell phones and how much access you have to other things and information that you can get immediately and how people can't, like you can't even eat dinner without putting down that phone. So what is the price of too too much information. The more information that's available to you are the more voices out there influencing you 
on what direction you're going. Or in a lot of cases, some people are just sitting still because of how much information mm -hmm. there is. Uh, uh, you know, there's a hundred different methods and opinions on what's the best workout for you to get in shape. There are a hundred different opinions on what's the best way for you to save money and to become wealthy. There are a hundred different opinions on the best way for you to be in a relationship and to um, have a great marriage. What I would tell you is, is that if you take the key takeaway today of spending that time by yourself, or maybe if you're married, it's you and your, your significant other, your wife, your spouse, your husband, sitting down together and having that moment of silence. Uh, but you really want to spend that moment of silence so that you can get in tune with the frequency that is best suited for you, which that's going to be dictated by your internal voice. And then by discovering your internal voice and what it is and where you want to go, you will then naturally gravitate to that information that's out there that's for you, that's going to help you get where you want to go. So a lot of time we've done podcasts and the feedback is, well, you know, you guys had great content, great information, but we didn't really get any takeaways. Your takeaway from this podcast is challenge yourself to spend that time by yourself. We say start small, whether it be one minute, two minutes. Speaking of the information out there, there are many things on YouTube. There's many things that you will find on Google that will help you find how you can meditate and find that time by yourself. And hopefully that will help you start to build on the I'm the one concept and realizing that your best life is already there. The seed is there within you. You just have to give that seed, the watering, the nutrition. You have to plant that seed in the soil and enrich the soil for that seed to grow to the, to be the best it can be. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. You can also, you know, go to the library if, you know, you can't get to Google or a phone or something of that nature. Mike G. <laughs> but that's it. Go. Thank you all for listening. Fellas, great show. Um, definitely subscribe to the podcast and leave us comments, man. Leave us comments. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, tell us what you want us to talk about. You know, you can hit, shoot us an email, fly at flagology.com. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Blog Talk Radio. That's where we're hosted. You can listen at uh, Google Play, the iTunes Store, Stitcher, Overcast, TuneIn, wherever you're listening to your podcast and you're getting your motivation. Add us to the list. You can get, the, get there with us as well. So get to the Leap, Grow, Fly. Go be great. I'm the one. Fellas, great show. And there it is. We done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Amazing. Views are amazing. <laughs> Now is your time to flinch.